0: Get, up, get
1: out of here and go! Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings, now live from American Family Field. Here's your host, Dominic Catronio.
2: All right, one of those Sundays, there's something in the water these to do back-to-back weeks where the Brewers just cannot muster up offense on Sunday getaway day. Last week it was at Yankee Stadium. Today it was here at home. They fall 2-1 to one in 11 innings to the Nats. It's still a 5-2 and two homestand. They improved the magic number to single digits during this homestand. And we'll all wait and see what happens with the Cubs and the Diamondbacks later tonight. Uh, one of the games, that the theme of the game was missed opportunities. And it felt like yesterday's game, in a way, should have scored a lot more runs. Today was the result of not being able to get the hit across. As I'm Dom Catronio. With Jerry Augustine coming in via the phone, Augie, I mean, we've seen this song and dance before where the Brewers just failed to get the hit, and I've, I've said the the line multiple times, quoting uh, the one and only John Sterling, well, that's baseball, Susan, and like, I, I can chop this up a million ways, but at the end of the day, they didn't get the hit. They were one for 11 with runners in scoring position.
1: Well, it looks like the last two Sundays haven't been too good to the Brewers, but uh, last Sunday, a great game in Yankee Stadium. I thought today was just a really well-played ball game by both teams. you got two guys going out there, Woody and Corbin, were just throwing the ball very well, commanding strike zones, getting ahead of hitters like they needed to do, and the bullpen stepped up. But I thought it was just one of those days you get a Sunday game where everybody's out there playing hard. Everybody went out and did what they were supposed to do, and we had a really well-played game. And I'll tell you what, that played by Chevis in the last inning there. On that ball hit by Teller's. That was a really smart, heads-up, great play, and really saved the game for, for the Nats.
2: I mean, let's start there. That was – I mean, I, I see the negativity about Rowdy Telez right now. He's obviously going through it. He's falling out of the starting rotation as far as, you know, getting consistent at-bats. And here he is, you know, in an opportunity with men on the corners and a one-out base hit would tie the game. Heck, a, a fly ball is a sack fly, and that probably ties the game too – and here he is. He hits a frozen rope to first. And Michael Chase, I mean, it was 103 miles an hour off the bat. And for those who don't care about launch angle and exit velocity, I get it. But look, he hit left on left a screamer to third, uh, to first. And Michael Chavis made a miraculous dive, keeps it in the glove, steps on first, and then Contreras is caught in no man's land because it's like that ball was hit so hard, it's a double play, and that's how the game ends, right? You're supposed to take off in that situation. In case that, you know, he's turning a traditional double play, if something goes wrong, you can still score a run. Uh, Brewers got a taste of their own medicine. They turned a key double play earlier in the game as well. Uh, For me, shoot, I mean, I, I look at the 10th inning. The 10th inning was the moment the Brewers lost this game. The, Thiago Vieira gave you a zero with a man on second base in the top of the 10th. And you had the bases loaded and one out. And Canna and Contreras coming up, the exact two guys you wanted, didn't work out today. And that's baseball. It happens. But when they didn't score in the 10th inning, I knew, yeah, th- this one was over.
1: Yeah, that was a, a time when you expect a Brewers to win. You know, anytime you get into extra innings with the, with the style that they have with the run around base, when you move that runner over to third base I mean, with that first hitter and you get, you get your position to be to be able to score a run, you anticipate that they're going to score a run. And just one thing, they loaded the bases. They had the opportunities. They had the guys up that they wanted to get up there. And it just didn't work out. I I agree with you, Dom. I think that was a, a big part of the ball game. And but it was just on, on one of those days where you get up, guys make great pitches. They make great plays in the field. And that's the way the game goes. And, uh, I thought one of this this day, again, like I repeated earlier, just one of those days where both teams played very well. This is not a first place team against a last place team. This is two teams really going out and play good solid solid baseball and that's what showed right down to the end.
2: All right, let's get to the phone lines. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Again, eight five five, six one six, one six twenty. You get to Brian out in Tosa. You're live here on Bruce X Phoenix.
3: Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um I'm the one that broken record. Again a left hander. Uh we struggled. Uh and also I'm sorry, I'm putting this loss on council. You bunted one inning too late. We bun him over. That single wins the game. I just he just is so stuck in his ways. And, Stop and that. He, you
2: don't you know, believe don't that, think. Brian. You do not believe that.
3: Uh well me and the guy that were sitting on out the outfield believe it. So you had bases and loaded and down. one
2: out. You really think a bunt was gonna like? W- you had bases loaded and one out on the top of the order. How is that on council, man? Tell me. How is that on counsel?
3: No, 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 no. Hold on. The on him is you didn't bunt the runner over. Then the single wins the game. If he's at third and the guy comes up with the single, that wins the game. So
2: There's one I'm out saying. and the situation is no, completely base. different. They had the bases loaded and one out, Brian. That's the situation.
3: Well, that is the situation, and we didn't come through, which is unfortunate. But again, right, They got there without the bunting, killers. Brian. They got there without bunting.
2: Oh, brother! I want, I want to go ahead, Brian.
3: Well, you know, I'm the one that's half empty. You're always half full, so I'll give you that. But no, that that game that was winnable in the tenth, and we didn't we didn't do it. I mean, and bonus, exactly. Not just a bunch. So I'll give you that. All right, take care. Yeah.
2: That's it. I agree with you there. I'm glad you saw the light there, Brian. Augie, th- th- that's, that's the truth. On Monasterio, the reason why he held up on the single is because he had to make sure there wasn't going to be a diving catch because if he takes off, assuming that's a base hit, he gets doubled off on a, du- on a diving catch and then everyone's screaming, what the heck is Andre Monasterio doing, right? There's a game within the game, and I'm getting riled up now because they had bases loaded and one out, and people are still asking me about bunting, Augie. Calm me down.
1: <laughs> you know, and it's, there's different situations and different times. That I understand what they're calling doing. you say it's like you know, every time you get that run, you bunt that runner over, puts you in a position that you get a base hit, and and you're in to win the ball game. But I think you go by who's up in the in that order, the order at that time and what your plans are going. You don't bunt each and every time. Sometimes you allow your players to hit the ball and move the runners over. And I think at that situation, rather than bunting the ball that time. He had guys at the plate that move runners really well. Hit the ball the opposite way, move the runners what you want to do. He has confidence in his hitters that they're going to do that. Put the ball in play, maybe get a base hit when they're on second, yes. But it didn't work out that way. You're correct in the area that there was, one, there, was, there was one out, and they did fill the bases. And you got When you got one out and you got the guys coming up that they had coming up, I would go with that nine times out of ten because you're going to win those ballgames. But it was a situation in that case where you didn't punt, and then Monasterio had the, the, the ball hit the right field where he couldn't, he couldn't move right away because you're right. If he touches the ball, it's an easy double up and we move on to the next inning. But, you know, you play the game. Sometimes you play the game with the guys you have and the confidence you have. Certain guys will get guys over. They hit the ball behind runners. They move runners over you play the game that way, because they also have the opportunity of what? Getting a base hit and ending the game right there. So, right there, who's right and who's wrong? There's a lot of ways you can go. In that case, I think Craig Council had confidence in the guys who were hitting, who was at the plate, to move the runner over. It didn't work out, and I but I also thought that Monasterio did a great job of pausing there and making sure that ball landed for a base hit. He wasn't going to score because he had to play it safe and it just ended up that they ended up with the perfect guy that they wanted at the play with the bases loaded. It didn't work out.
2: It's a game of execution, and Brian's a loyal listener. I appreciate you calling in, my friend. But, yeah, you cannot pin this one on council. I mean, it, this was just a lack of execution. You have the exact scenario you wanted. Bases loaded. One out. They brought in a five-man infield. So all you had to do was get a ball out of the infield. Obviously, they failed to do that. I'm not bagging on Mark Canna or William Contreras. It's it's baseball. You lose games that you're supposed to win, and you win games that you're supposed to lose. That's baseball. Today was one of those games the Brewers probably should have won, and they couldn't get the job done. I want to remind you, though, real quick here, as we're up against the break here at the top of the hour, that Brewers Extra Innings all season long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Alex, I see you on the line. Going to get to you up after the uh, break here. We're just getting going with Augie right here on your home of the Brewers, WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings.
2: Text here from Doug. Two losses this week, and yes, both against lefties. I just don't see how they can go very far in the playoffs this way. Has record improved against lefties since Santana arrived? Uh, arrived. I, I, I think it's about 500. That's who they are. It's not just all on one guy. Uh, but Today, in fact, was the first time they had all right-handed hitters in the lineup against the lefty, and they couldn't square up Patrick Corbin today. I'm Dom Catronio with Jerry Augustine. Thanks for joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings. We're going to go till just about a quarter till here as we get ready to wrap up the homestand. I want to get to the phone lines once again. Eight five five six one six one six twenty again eight five five six one six one six twenty. If you want to join on in, I want to get to the lines. Alex has been waiting patiently out in Fond du Lac. You're live on Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Hey Dominic. Um, I just wanted to say that every time I've been to a Brewers game, they've lost, unfortunately. And oh no. The fact the fact that we didn't get in players into scoring position. Um, really kind of made the brewers like not do very good tonight, yeah. um,
2: yeah, it was one of those nights,
0: and not not only that though, but um <laughs> the fact if you're that, listening uh, on the radio, there's always
2: gonna be a little delay there, Alex,
0: yeah, I. That's why. Can you guys turn it down a little bit? Yeah,
2: yeah. we've all been there. We all know the feeling. <laughs> um,
0: and we also didn't get as many hits as I had hoped either. Like the hits were not coming either.
2: Yeah, six hits in 11 innings is not going to do the job. I I agree with you 100%, Alex. I mean, we can, Augie, we can sit here and, you know, play it over and over in our heads. And you look at it, they had six hits, and only one of them came with a runner in scoring position. And that hit didn't even produce a run. It was Caratini's single through the right side in the 10th inning. So it was just one of those days. And I'm not going to freak out because it's one of those days. I'm certainly disappointed uh, that the Brewers had an opportunity to win this game with more offense. But. You you shake it off. There's a reason. There's 162 glass half full, like Brian said, and you, you move on. And yes, I understand. There's concern about the playoffs and facing left-handed pitching. That's what the Brewers' weakness has been all year. That's not breaking news. And sometimes you've just got to find a way to the claw across more than one run.
1: Well, you know, sometimes you get out there. And you, we were talking about left-hand pitchers or right-hand pitchers. It doesn't make any difference really. But uh, I thought Corbin. Threw the ball as well as I've seen him throw the ball in a couple of years. And here's a guy who was signed by the nationals several years ago. And he really was one of the top left-handers in all of baseball. Really threw the ball very well. Went through a couple of years where he struggled. But I thought today his ability to use his secondary pitches and locate those pitches really made a difference with the brewery hitters. He kept them off stride. And we talk about our pitchers, the guys like, like – uh uh, Miley and these guys, they not the power guys. They go out there and they locate their pitches, and when they locate their pitches, they're going to be very good. And I thought the one thing, especially today against the lefty and Corbin, I thought today he threw the ball very, very well, located the ball when he had to, staying ahead of hitters, and using those secondary pitches very well. And you get that? Sometimes it's going to happen, but uh, I think this team is going to score runs against any team. Uh, I think that as you go along, uh, the more you face a lefty now, a good lefty, it's only going to help you if you do face them in the playoffs. And I, I think that what what they did today was just a well-pitched ball game by both Woody and Corbin, and it came down to the bullpen, and it ended up on a fantastic play by chevis to win the ball game.
2: Appreciate Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that the the, the Brewers, we, we've seen this, right? We can't act like this is breaking news. We've seen them sometimes go quiet, but that's Again, that is the game. It's it's a broken record. It sounds annoying. We've seen this. They struggle against lefties, and they struggle sometimes getting the hit. And, you know, it's September. You know, if you're fooled by now, I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, real quick, um, before we get to the phones again, we haven't talked about Brandon Woodruff yet. I mean, Brandon Woodruff, he made one mistake today. One mistake. Catching too much of the zone to Luis Garcia, who hit a solo homer off of him. Otherwise, six innings, three hits, one run on the homer, no walks, and six strikeouts Big Woo is Big Woo. He's got a sub-2 ERA in his limited time this season. He has been phenomenal. He has been the same guy before and after the injury. And he's got probably three more starts here down the stretch. And, man, the Brewers are lucky to have him.
1: Yeah, you know, I thought today, uh, Dom, he had some great balance with his pitching. And we all talk about Corbin Burns, how it, it's that it's the the curveball, the slider, and then we change that a little bit in this cutter. While we, with the Big Woo and with Woody – it's a little different. It's about that four-seam fastball that he can ride up in his own and challenge hitters, that two-seam fastball down and that changeup. And I thought his great balance with all his pitches today really really took him to another part of the game that he really wants to throw the ball very well. When you come off a complete game like he did last time, throwing 106 pitches, you got to watch yourself a little bit closely. Are you going to go out and be overly aggressive? Are you going to back off and slow the game down and pitch what you pitch the way you can, the best way you can? And I thought Woody did a great job of slowing the game down, making the pitches when he had to, and when he needed to make a pitch, he made the pitch, and it didn't make any difference whether it was the four-seam, two-seam fastball, or a slider, a cutter. He made the pitch with those pitches, and I tell you that's a real credit. He's thrown the ball very well,
2: yeah, and he survived a tough sixth inning and got through it today. We saw that. Burns, you know, couldn't get through the sixth inning yesterday when faced with a little bit of adversity, just a blip on the radar for him, I would certainly hope. Let's get back to the phone lines, 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Peter Tosa, you're live here on Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Sounds good, Dan. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Just back to, I hate to beat the bunting dead horse here, but uh, <laughs> bottom of the tenth, all we need is one run, and Tyrone Taylor's the guy I have to bet. Tyrone Taylor's not exactly, you know, the most contact hitter in the whole world. He's hitting, what, 230? um and so for him to go up there and anything like any sort of contact moves that guy over but to strike out um was that was a tough one to take and so he bunts Monasterio over to third they probably walked Caratini anyway we're probably in the same situation either way but just to for council to throw Tyrone Taylor out there and let him swing away in that situation I just I thought that was a mistake so uh,
2: yeah I I can I could hear that out I, I could hear out the bunt and I know Brian was talking about that too and I lit him up I don't like bunting, as (laughs) listeners of this show know. I do not like bunting. You're giving it out away. It's no guarantee of success. And when you consider the situation in the 10th inning, it's Andrew Monasterio, who's a decent runner. I'm not saying he's a burner, but he's a decent runner. Normally, he's going to score on a base hit to the outfield. Uh, The other thing with Tyrone, for me, Augie, he has never dropped a sacrifice bunt in his big league career. Never. So you're asking somebody to do something he doesn't do. And if you think it's hard to hit, it's still also hard to drop down a bunt when you don't do it that often. And furthermore, my last point on this, hockey before I give you the floor, is that Tyrone had been arguably your best hitter in September to this point. He's hitting three forty one in the month of September, a nine fifty OPS. He had the double to start the rally last night. And I, I I could hear it out. I understand why people want the bunt. But personally... The fact that he didn't execute is the only reason why people are mad he didn't bunt. If he gets a fly ball to right field and Monasterio tags up to third, nobody bats an eye. But the fact that he struck out is the reason why we're talking about bunting.
1: You know, Dom, you brought exact same points I was thinking about with, when you talk about Tyrone, you look at a guy and who over the last three, four weeks about situational or coming up with a big hit in a big situation. I think Tyrone has done that. And I think when, when you look at what Craig Council does, and some say, "Well, wow, that's Craig Council." Well, he should have bunted there. But you take—you're looking at a guy who, the I mean Tyrone Taylor, that's come up with some big hits for you in that, this last month. He's been a little catalyst of scoring some runs and doing the things you have to do to help you win ball games. So I think right there, what Craig was doing is giving him a chance. And then the second point of he's never laid down a bunt before. So if you're, if a guy hasn't executed it, give the guy an opportunity to maybe get a pitch away from him that he can drive the opposite way or get a pitch that he can maybe drive, drive it to left field and, and get a base hit, and they can score a run. But Tyrone Taylor has really done a good job for them, and he started some big big rallies, and he's done some good things in tough situations. So I think Craig, what Craig was doing is say, you know what? I respect you. I'm going to give you that opportunity. And in that, in that case, it just didn't work out. He struck out.
2: It's been a, a bunting-heavy show already. I have a feeling we're going to have more talking about it, too. And the William Contreras bunt, I want to get out and make it clear. I know they showed a shot of correct counsel smiling. It was like a wry smile when William Contreras dropped that sacrifice bunt in the sixth inning, that moved the runner over, had a sacrifice fly. I said this on Twitter when somebody was asking me, like, hey, it worked, why, why are you so mad about bunting? That's your best hitter against lefties, taking his bat out of his hand. There's no way the Brewers called for that bunt from William Contreras. He drops down the bunt. What if William gets a gets a hanging slider and he hits a home run, right? I want that guy hitting. I can get behind different certain situations getting the bunt down. And you know what? In the bottom of the 10th, when all you need is one run, I'm not opposed to it there. But with Tyrone being the hitter, I'm fine with him swinging away. So uh, let's get back to the phones here as well. Brett and Racine has been waiting patiently. Brett, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings.
3: Uh, hey, I don't wanna, I don't wanna beat a dead horse. Obviously, this sounds like it's a bunt. I just got in the car. I didn't know this was all about bunting, but to me, (laughs) uh, you know, (laughs) you, you, you got got Sal Freelich, who is our best contact hitter, right? With runners on first and third and one out. Why do we not squeeze there? Why are we not trying to get a guy, safety squeeze, suicide squeeze? I mean, this is the guy who has the best contact rate on the team. You can't tell me he does not know how to drop down a punt. And all he needs to do is get the run across, right? Send the guy halfway down the line, put a ball in play, make something happen. Instead, it's a disaster. I mean, that was the winning run on third base.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, you answered your question for yourself there, Brett. Best contact rate on the team. He's your best chance at contact of getting a ball out of the infield. And the second reason why I wouldn't squeeze there, I literally looked to Brian Anderson to my right, actually, Augie, and said, do you bunt here? And then he looked at me, and Rock agreed with me as well. He pointed to the infield. The infield was in. They were already playing in. So if you bunt a ball too hard, the play is already coming to the plate. It becomes a suicide squeeze. It would be a gutsy call, obviously. I Again... We've talked about the bunts. You're asking a guy. He did bunt a little bit in college, not a ton. I want the dude to swing. He worked a walk. And again, the fail of execution of Cana Contreras is why we're sitting here talking about bunting. Squeezes are always fun. They're exciting. But uh, Augie, I think I, I don't disagree because I first had that thought in my mind, too, in that moment. That was the situation saying, hmm, how epic would it be if Sal drops down a bunt right now and they drop the, the the squeeze here? but it's an equally risky play if he pops it up, if he lines it or if he hits it too hard. There's a lot of things that go into that
1: decision. Well, you know when you talk about in that in that in that at bat, look at what he does with his he hits. He's not a home run guy. He's a he's a left center right center guy. And what does he usually do? Hits the ball on a line. He's a line drive guy. If you do way you pitch him, he's going to make contact. I think in that situation would a, would a squeeze be different? Yeah, totally different. It would be something that you you probably would not expect, especially with him at the place, because, number one, he's an excellent, excellent uh, contact hitter, and you want to give him that opportunity, and he's done such a great job on, at that. And I think that was the right thing to do at that time. But I, I go back to the Contreras thing with the bunt. Uh, you know what? Whether he mis- thought he got the bunt signal or not, I think that was such a great play. By a great hitter, put a guy in a position at third base that you could tie the score. Corbin was thrown the ball outstanding. It was a situation where you know what you want to tie the ball game. Why do you want to tie the ball game? Because you've dominated the Nationals late in ball games. It's been proven all through this year. The games that they've won, they've dominated late. Their bullpen has been so good, one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. Why not tie it up and give your team a chance? I thought if Contreras thought he saw the bunt or whether he did it on his own, I thought it was a great move to move the guy over to third base and then get a guy like Santana, who was just outstanding, drive the ball, drive the run. And I thought that was a huge part of the ballgame. So bunts were positive, butts were negative. We've got a lot of talking about bunts today, which we never do usually, but I think it affected the game on both ends.
2: Yeah, it, it certainly did. And I, I understand, again. I understand how small ball works. We're going to agree to disagree on that bunt moment from Gutierrez. Was it a good baseball play when you take all the context out? Absolutely, right? But then you remember, it's the two-hitter against a lefty, third time through in the order, you're there to do damage, you know, in a, in a macro sphere, like, why? why, like, I want to see the dude hit a double. I want to see the dude get a base hit, as opposed to giving himself up as a, as a bunt, as an out, because, you know, conveniently, and this is how we'll wrap up the bunts on this segment, conveniently, I know Rowdy hits into the epic double play, a great play by Chavis, but that inning started with a bunt. You're giving away an out before you even get the chance to form a rally because the rally has already started. The runner is on second. The reason why the Brewers bunted Caratini over in that situation is because he's Caratini. He's not a fast runner. There's a runner on third. Now there's a runner on third, and he could score. Sorry, not Caratini. Contreras, he's not a fast runner. You can move him to third. Now a sack fly could score him a base hit. Was not a guarantee to score him from second. That's why they did it in that situation. Want to thank one of our sponsors, the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. And your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. I did not expect this much interaction about Bunts, uh, especially on a day that the Packers played too. But nonetheless... Here we are in a 2-1 to game that the Brewers fall in 11 innings. But don't go anywhere. More to come here on Brewers Extra Innings.
1: You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on
3: WTMJ. And another thing, and another thing, and another thing.
2: (laughs) <laughs> it's a fun show so far here on Brewers Extra Innings. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jerry Augustine. I want to get to a text here. Uh, this one came in from the 262 area code. I'm tired of people complaining that Council doesn't play small ball, even though he did it with Terang the inning before. With a guy on second and no outs and extra innings a base, hit scores a run 99 times out of 100, bringing the runner over to third. Uh, By giving away a free out, you still need the same base hit to score the run. Smart baseball is not to bunt. Also giving a shout-out to Hobie Milner. Guy comes in in high-leverage situations and almost always gets it done. An ERA under 2, a whip under 1, an opposing batting average under 200. He isn't flashy. He never hits 90 on the radar gun, but he just gets people out. Absolutely appreciate that text. A little bit of positivity on this Sunday afternoon. Uh, I've been nicknaming him your favorite reliever's favorite reliever Augie and I think that's a perfect situation because he just gets guys out
1: he is left-handed all the way but you know you talked about Hobie Miller when he came over to Brewers what did he needed to do to be a good pitcher and it was be able to dominate both sides of strike zone and be able to throw that change up which he learned learned probably from Devin but uh and that's played such a big role but the ability for him to locate pitches on all with all his pitches, whether it's the fastball he locates in or out with a little bit of sink on it, or a good changeup that he he can throw from time to time, and that slider that he does have, locating those secondary pitches has been huge. And I just think he's a he's one of the bright spots on his pitching staff. He's kind of that that, that pitcher that you say, you know what, we're versatile, we're very good, we can throw guys at 100, we can give you different looks, but Obie gives you that different look. And the one thing he always does, she's aggressive in the strike zone, doesn't walk many people in all his pitches ahead. She can't ask for anything more than that.
2: This was a, a game that it, the bullpen, I, I just want to tip my cap to the bullpen because today was a a, a second-half bullpen, if you will, where clearly a lot of guys were down today. Devin Williams pitched the ninth, and then we saw Thiago Vieira in the tenth, and also hat tip to Andrew Chafin. He got the key double play in the eighth inning. He needed that to get back on the horse. But that gave you an idea of how thin the bullpen was today. Clearly Uribe was down. We knew Piguero would be down. He's not going to throw back-to-back for the rest of the season. Pioms gave up the lead yesterday. He probably wasn't going to pitch today. Uh, and then we learned you know, Vieira had to go back out there for the 11th because they only used Bryce Wilson for one inning. So that was it. Vieira was the last man standing in this bullpen, and he allows just one placed runner an unearned run to score in two innings of work. Brewers pitching staff's got to feel like, hey man, I I don't know what else you want for me. <laughs> this was a heck of a day by the Brewers bullpen.
1: Oh, he sure was. I tell you, everybody came in the game threw the ball very well. It's really nice to see Chafin come in a really tough situation and double double up a, a fast runner, making that good pitch that he had to. I, I thought he made a really good pitch on that. And that's one thing that's that when you get into the playoffs, having that those little things. And you know, we all know when you get to the playoffs, everybody says you get to the playoffs, your starters take you through the first half of the game, but you got to figure out the second half and bullpens win playoffs. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's good to see that everybody was throwing the ball well, pitching ahead and, and throwing throwing the ball like they needed to. So uh, I thought it was a big day for a lot of guys in that pitching staff. And I, it was good to see Chafin come in and get that double play ball. That was huge.
2: He certainly needed. So that will lead us right into our difference-making moment. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Augie, take it away. What was your difference-making moment?
1: You know, <laughs> we've been talking it from the beginning. I'm going to say, even though I thoroughly did not expect it, a bunt by Contreras, because it got the runner over, and then you had the fly ball that tied the ballgame. At that time, the Brewers really they had an opportunity or two but Corbin was throwing the ball very well. It's one of those games where you know what the Brewers had to do something late in the game. They just needed to get the get the game tied and let that let the bullpen take over. And I just thought that was a, a big part. Nothing bigger than Chavis's play in the last inning. But I thought the bunt by Contreras got it, got him over to third base, and then Santana was able to drive him in.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go a little bit different here. I'm going to go. In the top of the 11th, and I'm not blaming Vieira. I'm not saying this loss is on him. Yes, it obviously goes by his name, but the 0-2 pitch to Joey Manasas just caught too much of the plate for me. I mean, that 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 sack fly obviously gave them the lead, but you, you get a strikeout there, you hammer a slider in the dirt, or you throw an elevated fastball there, and you make them really have to sweat, really earn to get a base hit with runners on... Uh, with only a runner on third, you know, that pitch was in the strike zone. It was a bad slider that caught the top of the zone. I needed that pitch in the dirt. I needed that pitch outside. I it, I know Sal had a chance on the sack fly, but C.J. Abrams can fly, man. Even a good throw, it would have been not for sure. I, I needed that pitch to be a little bit more of a waste pitch, right?
1: That's a good call, Dom. I, I, I agree with you. I think when you get guys who haven't been in the game, been in the major leagues for a little while, and they're trying to make uh, make themselves a little bit. You get into those situations where it's that time when you almost got to step up, think a little bit, and slow the game down, then come up and make a pitch. And right, what do you want to do on an 0-2 pitch? You want to expand the strike zone, just like you just said. Expanding the strike zone, throwing a good breaking ball off the plate there might have made a big difference. But I just think he, he was one of the guys that, you know what, I threw my slider. I got away with it earlier. I'm going to do it again. And he got too much to play
2: and the sack fly obviously was the difference of the game, but the Brewers could have won it in the bottom of the 10th as well, but they didn't, and that's why they play 162 of them. they are still got a magic number of eight. It could be seven by the end of the night if the Diamondbacks pull off this sweep against the Cubs. They're still in good shape. A 5-2 and two homestand is still a good homestand. Now they hit the road to take on the St. Louis Cardinals. they got four against them, three against the Marlins, and they're back home for the final homestand of the year. Should be a whole lot of fun, and Augie, you know that does it for us, man. I know you're not on the schedule the rest of the year. Things could change, but man, really appreciate you jumping in the fold this season with us, bringing your insight, your expertise, and uh, really hope you enjoyed it as much
1: as I did. Well, maybe Dom, I'll be one of these mystery calling guys. You never know.
2: <laughs> Are you going to you know, ask about bunting?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm going to call about bunting every time they bunt. I think I'll call in. No, it's been great <laughs> working with you. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, just to review the games and just to talk and. Anytime you can talk baseball and the, and the fans enjoy it, and that's our job, is to bring the ball, bring the game to those people and give them an insight. Maybe you're a little different than I am, but that's a good thing about it. And, uh, I enjoy it all year. This is a special year, a lot of fun. This is a special year for the Brewers. Enjoy the rest of the year because you have that opportunity to bring something special to the fans. Enjoy what you do, and the fans will enjoy what you do. So that's what's most important.
2: We're trying to be a little bit of a sounding board. We're trying to be, you know, psychologists. We're trying to be educators. And, you know, sometimes I I just – bunting is just kind of like a a trigger word for me. I just don't like bunting. I just don't. (laughs) So it is what it is. (laughs) Augie, Jerry Augustine, former Brewer pitcher right here with us on WTMJ. Appreciate you, Augie. All right, we'll take a quick breather. Come back with more. We're going to hear from the manager a little bit later after this on WTMJ.
1: This is Brewers extra innings.
2: Rolling along with the program Brewers fall in 11 innings 2 to 1. I'm Dominic Catronio. Looking at the box score here today, it's brought to you by Cider Heating Plumbing and Electrical. Trust your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider and get a $1000 instant rebate on a Dakin AC furnace, AC or furnace. That's all through the end of October. Financing is available as well. Go to com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Combing through this box score here real quick. I mean, Mark Canna, he went two for four with a walk, but obviously the ground out in the uh, 10th inning, he would love to trade to make that a base hit. Uh, he still had a good day, reached base three times once again. He's been one of the best hitters on the Brewers since he arrived. He is now... Hitting 319 with a 404 average and a 481 slugging since joining the Brewers. That's pretty darn good. William Contreras extended his on base streak, a new one anyway. He went one for four today. Also had the uh, sacrifice bunt. Santana one for three. And uh, the thing that it jumps out to me too, Willie Adamas drew three walks today. He got nothing to swing at. And then you look at the opportunity in the uh, first inning the pitch he swung at on the first pitch was a pop out on a broken bat from Patrick Corbin. He would love to have that pitch back when the Brewers had runners on the corners and one out. So it was a down the line here. You just see guys that just couldn't get the job done with the runner in scoring position. You you chalk it up and you move on. They only struck out 6 times today. 6. 6 strikeouts and 5 walks. They had base runners, didn't, couldn't get the hit. One for 11 with Risp, nine runners left on base. I mean, even even the Nats, they score one run on a homer and another run on a sack fly. They went 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Everybody not named Luis Garcia had a hard day, right? Luis Garcia was 2 for 4 with the homer. Everybody else was 2 for 30. Baseball. Baseball exists to just mess with your mind. So as things look right now, as the Giants just held on by the skin of their teeth in the wild card race. Uh, they win today to salvage the finale against the Rockies, 11-10. to 10. The Rockies did score four in the bottom of the ninth inning to make that thing uh, interesting. So the Giants are hanging on by a thread. They're at 76-74 and 74 now, still two games back of a playoff spot. Miami put the hurtin' on Atlanta earlier today. They're now joining the crowd at 78 wins. Cincinnati's got 78 wins. They lost today. Arizona and Chicago both had 78 wins, and they're playing each other tonight, so that will be breaking. And then Miami has 78 wins, and they're all chasing the Philadelphia Phillies here at 81 wins right now. It's going to be fun. Tiebreakers get wacky. Two weeks to go. Buckle up. Take a breather. Come back. We're going to hear from the manager, Craig Council, after this on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. (sighs) Ah.
2: Brewers fall 2-1, to one, 11 innings. One of those days. All right, we're not going to overreact. We're going to keep our composure. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part by Hupy and Abraham. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupy and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America, Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupy and Abraham. Winner, it's free, guaranteed. The winning team, h-u-p-y. And Abraham, H-U-P-Y dot com. How about the skipper? What did he have to say after this one? Here's Craig Council after the loss.
4: Yeah, I mean, we had opportunities to, to def to win that game. Um, you know, lots of at bats um, with uh, with the man in scoring position, and just didn't get the next hit. On that play, um, I think it was in the tenth inning, a Victor single with with Andrew at second base. Um, did he get? Did he get a bad read on that, or what? Did, what did you see from your perspective there? Yeah, look, it's 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 a line drive to the right side, and it's it. I I don't know if you got it. It's hard to tell. I mean, it's 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 a tough read. Um, you know, it's you know, you're if it's if he catches it and you go, it's a double play. Um, so he you know he, he thought there was a chance to catch it, so he he played it safe. Um, and then that's and then so you just get one base there. Rowdy's last at bat. I mean, so that's a hard hit ball. And yeah. How was that play that she yeah. I mean, he smoked the ball, and it was a great play by the first baseman. I, you know, tip your cap to that. That was that was a great play. He made a great play, and then he made a great play to throw home as well, not not throw the second. So it was, um, just made a really good play. I was interested in that um, inning where you guys scored the run earlier in the game. William dropping down that bunt that's something that he's never done before yeah he just said he was having a little trouble seeing so he's yeah was. yeah I mean for a guy who doesn't bunt that was a pretty good bunt wasn't it a good situation yeah he got the job done and it got us a run yeah, yeah I mean Woody had a good day uh he threw the ball well they they fouled off a ton of pitches unfortunately and that um drove up the pitch count but um you know he had six really solid innings and definitely pitched um wonderfully and and gave us a chance to win how good is it to just see him just see since he's been back since the injury and just be back his typical self? yeah i mean i'm not sure what we were i think that's what i was expecting i think we were all expecting that and he's he's um you know he's brandon woodruff he's a really good pitcher how would you like, uh, you know, one pitch as efficient as it gets chief and coming into the big season? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a tough spot. And and, uh, and Abrams is a very difficult player to double up. So we got, you know, we caught a break. They had hit a ground ball at somebody. We were playing in, and we were able to turn it. And But it was definitely a spot that, that kept us going there for sure. Um, that, was, that was a huge, huge two outs. And just kind of wrapping up the homestand here, I mean, you always want more wins, but do you feel good about the way you guys played and, you know, the position you're in moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think we played solid baseball. Um, you know, you, the, the game doesn't go your way every day. Um, some of the breaks don't go your way every day. And um, and the other teams, you know, they're, they're trying to beat you. Um, but we went 5-2, and, um, and and that's, that's, that's work well done.
2: It was a very, very well-executed day on the other side. I think the Brewers certainly want a few of those ABs bs back, swinging first pitch against Patrick Corbin, so it wasn't a perfect approach. But nonetheless, that's baseball. There are a couple highlights to talk about. That's coming up next on WTMJ.
1: Welcome back to Brewers Extra
2: Innings. It was a wacky game. One of those days. What can you do? Two to one, the final in 11 innings. This one, <laughs> that's funny. More bunting. Get that runner over, especially with less than two outs. No guarantee they'll get the hit either. That's exactly my point. Appreciate that text from Jenny. Uh <laughs> appreciate that. I know exactly who that is. Uh but the uh the Brewers they fall today, but there were some moments. Brendan Woodruff, he was awesome. And he gets six innings. At one point he retired, I think it was eight, nine in a row, got through six innings. Also some great defense in this one. Andrew Chaffin needed a good outing and he got it. Maybe the defensive highlight of the day.
4: Abrams waiting in the first pitch. Ground ball hit towards second base. They go to second one. On
3: to first. Low throw. Scooped up, double
4: play. Wow. Monasterio, Adamas, Santana. What
3: a pick over at first base by Carlos Santana to save Willie Adamas-Bacon.
2: That was huge, and the scoop by Santana. I don't know if Willie was trying to do it by design, but, I mean, he put a lot on it on that scoop, and it was a heck of a play. Uh, and the Brewers got a sack fly from uh, from Carlos Santana. They couldn't get the job done, and the game ended with some defense, a little bit of a taste of their own medicine on the great play by Michael Chavis. Here's what it sounded like. 1-1, one, one, and coming back.
3: Swing and a ground ball,
4: fair. Chavis steps on the back. They're going to throw home, and they've got Contreras caught up in a rundown, and the tag is applied, and the ball game is over.
2: Oh, man, it was, just, it was a heck of a play by Chavis. I salute a guy that wasn't even starting the game came in as a pinch runner. First base is not his natural position. He's more of a third baseman, second base type. And what a play. Instincts took over and uh, won the game for the Nationals. And uh, the Brewers get ready for this, the Cardinals coming up next. So let's uh, talk about the Cardinals and let's talk about the uh, final road trip right after this on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings. All right, let's get ready to say goodbye. One week away from an off day. The last one of the year. Brewers get four in St. Louis. Man, it has been a minute since the Brewers have seen the Cardinals. Obviously, they are officially eliminated from central contention and virtually eliminated from postseason contention, of course, but just mathematically. A couple more days and that'll be all taken care of. But the, uh, let me see here, the elimination number almost there. But the four-game set, there's going to be drama because... Tomorrow, the Brewers are going to be facing, I believe his last checked, Adam Wainwright will no, be on, yes it will be tomorrow, Adam Wainwright going for career win number 200. Now, they've got a whole homestand here, it won't be his last chance to pitch at home, their final three games of the year at home, and that could be Adam Wainwright's final start at Busch Stadium, but... There's going to be some energy in the building if Wainwright tries to get career win number 200 against the Brewers. And remember, he was also on the mound to be the uh, all-time most starts for a battery with him and Yadier Molina. It just seems to always fall against the Brewers, and it feels like about 280 of them have come against the Brewers over the years, right? But tomorrow, Freddy Peralta versus Adam Wainwright for Game 1. And again, this is a four-game series. Game 2, Adrian Hauser against the rookie Drew Rom. Wednesday, Wade Miley against Zach Thompson. And then finally Thursday, Corbin Burns against Miles Michaelis. Looking ahead to the uh, broadcast air times, we're on the air at 6.10 each of the next three nights, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And I've got you covered for Brewers Extra Innings after each of those games. Then on Thursday, it's a 12.15 first pitch, so we're on the air at 11.40. I won't have a Brewers Extra Innings on Thursday, but we'll have Brewers Weekly that night at 8.00. O'clock. All right, that's going to do it. That's it. No more bunting. No more. I'm kidding. Well, There will be another time we talk about bunting, and I never want to sound like I'm yelling at people or talking down to people. Disagreements are totally healthy and normal, and that's why I have a job because you guys want to talk about it with me. So I appreciate every single one of you guys who call in, who text in. I try to get to you guys as much as we can, give you guys a platform to hear it out, and let's talk some ball, shall we? 13 games to go. The Brewers are still at least... Six games up at the moment. Maybe it'll be 5.5 by the end of the day if the Cubs ended up winning. It could still be 6.5 if the Cubs lose. So still a lot to uh, glean on and be happy about a 5-2 and homestand. Chat at you on the road. My thanks to Jerry Augustine for joining us and for our producer, Evan Vitalison. I'm Dominic Catronio. We're going to join Green Bay game night in progress, so bear with us here in just a moment. Until next time, keep on swinging.